Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Killjoy Radio, where we discuss current issues feminists are talking about. <laughs> Alright, so the first topic, well overarching topic is homonormativity, especially in media, but today we're talking about queer icons and what that means. Uh, so to begin, I did a Google search uh, for lists of queer icons, and there were some, there was like a fair amount, um, I, a lot of them differed on how they were defining queer, okay. and a lot of them also clarified if it was like queer TV icons, queer film icons, queer music icons, oh. as opposed to just queer, or queer historical, um, oh. but I looked at a lot of them, and <laughs> so what I found was, so these people showed up. So I have like three times, four times, and five times, meaning they showed up on three, four, and five lists. Okay. Oh. Separate times. So three times, it was a tie between Madonna, who is white and straight, Britney Spears, who is white and straight, and Grace Jones, who's Jamaican and straight. <laughs> and then <laughs> the four times was David Bowie. Who bisexual. Was white, yeah, bisexual, and also just kind of brought like androgynous yeah. like, Definitely features some, like, and culture into, yeah. The, yeah. into the... "Quote unquote mainstream." Then there was the Babadook, okay, who, which was an error that Netflix made, and it's like a children's character. Yeah, and it accidentally got sorted into like the LGBTQ category of Netflix, and it it has been so adopted by the queer community that it appeared on four lists, and they Not call it and they call it in quotes, and I hate saying this so much, Baba Bay. Ew, uh, I know it's disgusting. Why is the Babadook? You yeah. know what? You should redo it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Campaign. Let's just do it. And then Ellen, who is white. Ellen but DeGeneres? But is gay. Yes, Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. And then, not Ellen Page. She Ooh. actually didn't appear on any, oh. which was surprising. Well, she's not like yes. an icon, true. you know? Yeah, she's just true. like dope. Yeah, true. true. Like Kristen Stewart. Yeah, that's true. Let's make our own list. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the end of this Oh, we should! And then five times, two people tied. It was Beyonce. Straight. African-American. Straight. Yeah. And Lady Gaga, white and bi. She's pan. She's pan! Yeah. <gasps> the internet lied to me. Thank you for being here. You're okay, welcome. good. I'm sorry, Lady Gaga, if you ever hear this. Which <laughs> <laughs> you totally will. <laughs> Obviously. And then a couple people showed up. There were, like, honorable mentions of people who were on two times. And it was Laverne Cox, Prince, George Michael, Troy Sivan? 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 Sure. The YouTube guy? Yeah. Okay. And also a singer, I think. And then yeah. Zachary Quinto. Okay. Uh, those were my honorable mentions. So there's like... Most of them white. Most, yeah. yeah. Most of them pretty cis. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, the majority of... I mean, I guess... Yeah, I think... I don't know if it's exactly 50-50. I, there were more like non-straight people than I thought there would be on these lists, in all honesty. Oh. Because I thought it was going to be like... They just took people who were like outspoken on yeah. LGBTQ yeah. Well, I mean, issues, which is important. Are. But yeah, yeah. I just did. Was Cher on there? Did you say Cher was on one of them? But she, I didn't find her on like others. Really? But I think if I was looking at music icons, that could have been different. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I know. Like looking up like gay, like um, queer musicians. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a lot of like Beyonce and stuff, and I'm like, but they're not. Right. And yeah, I mean, maybe she is, but she as far as I know, she's straight. Yeah. yeah. She's very publicly straight. She's publicly straight, yes. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Um, yes. <laughs> so how are we defining queer icons? Um, 
a good question. I, um, I personally don't know if I have like my own definition, but this, I found this definition from, um, this person named Elliot Powell, who's an assistant professor at the University of Minnesota. And they say that queer icons are those who consistently and publicly transgress boundaries and who push back against racial, gender, and sexual norms. Oh. So their refusal of the status quo makes queer icons teachers and guides of non-normativity. They help us navigate the oppressions of the present and they help us imagine another world of possibility. See, that changes the whole idea of queer icons for me. Yeah, how so? <clears throat> like, Beyonce. Yeah. Definitely addresses sexuality, not yeah. so much, like, queerness. Mm-hmm. But, like, she definitely is... has revolutionized sexuality for women, I think. Black yeah. women, probably, specifically. Yeah. Um, and she gets a lot of hate for it, so she's definitely pushing boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Um, Non-normative. Madonna does the same thing. Britney Spears, same thing. David Bowie. David Bowie, definitely. So, I don't know, I feel like that definition changes it for me, because I didn't have, like, a working definition before. Right. Absolutely. They, there was another one that said, that took the idea of a gay icon, which I know is different than a queer icon, mm-hmm. but this was, like, another term that I saw the internet using fairly interchangeably with queer icon, which I think is a statement in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it says, gay, gay icon is an interesting choice of label. The concept of a gay icon to many triggers images of celebrities like Cher or Lady Gaga, larger-than-life, often campy entertainment industry figures who embrace and celebrate the queer community, but also who are largely icons more to gay men than to lesbians. See, that was my definition, yeah. I think. Because, like, when you said queer icons, I first thought of, like, Cher and... Mm-hmm. Beyonce mm-hmm. and just like oh. people gay men love basically <laughs> definitely I always yeah that's how I always thought about like too is like but then like who is like the queer icon for lesbians or is like I don't know Ellen. I've always been Ellen. just Ellen I guess yeah. Ellen yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like the most mainstream of them yeah. like I'm sure that's the thing like I'm sure there are more yeah. that's probably where my list was going with <laughs> Ellen Page and Kristen yeah. Stewart yeah yeah, <laughs> like, sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. It is interesting. Well, I like the first definition more. <laughs> I feel like it's more yeah. of like an academic understanding of a queer icon. That's probably like it's. Yeah. I think the second one is much more of like how we see it in mainstream popular culture. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, like, what we wish it could be understood as. Yeah. Like yeah. at the base, I feel like yes, that is what a queer icon is. It's those who consistently mm-hmm. transgress boundaries. Yeah. But in practice, it's much more like as they say, like, campy entertainment. Like, people who get these things put on them. Yeah. And are then, like, a freaking, like, child character. Like, a lit, like a book from a film. I don't get or, that. Like, yeah, all it yeah. took was them sorting it into the wrong category. And then yeah. the queer community was like, cool, ours now. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, but also, like, I want you to have more. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like <laughs> you, need you, you need more. <laughs> it's, a, you know, yeah. <laughs> it is a thing. So, why do you think that there are more, like, iconic, like, gay icons for gay men rather than, like, for everyone else in the queer community? I think that, like, I mean, obviously, as, like, I've used the word mainstream too many times, but, like, popular kind of culture has a huge like weight in who we see repeatedly and who we see held up as icons and whose like views we hear and I do think a lot of the representations of people from the queer community on in like mainstream films and tvs are often gay 
Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to anything else. Mm -hmm. And also, it's a largely, like, male... I don't want to say field, but, like, a male portrayal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you think of a gay person or, like, a queer person, you see a a white gay man. Like, that has become the norm. But it's interesting because the top people on here, none of them are gay men. David Bowie's bi, and he's the only... Yeah, there were Man very right few here. men on these lists. Yeah. And if I they think were, there was, it was a little like bit of, like, cringe. obsession with women, too. Yeah. Men being obsessed with women. Oh, <laughs> shocking. Yeah. <laughs> but even, like, gay men being obsessed with, like, yeah. straight women. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Well, it's not weird, but it's understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, like, who gets lifted up and taken as, like, an icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who doesn't like maybe who's doing more actual i don't know what icon worth work would yeah, be but like, like maybe kind of like the first definition yeah like pushing the boundaries but yeah that is a good question i have zero idea <laughs> <laughs> i mean we do live in a male dominated white male dominated yeah. world yeah our country at least and yeah so and that's definitely what like to me, that's what homonormativity is. It's like yeah. the consistent white male, solely yeah. gay portrayal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because homonormativity could include lesbians, but it often doesn't. Right. Yeah. And if it does, it's like a very niche, like it's a very specific part yeah. of yeah. the community, a very like, specific kind of portrayal. It's really sexualized, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oftentimes they're like made masculine yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Which then feeds into like. A male. Yeah. Yep. They're either super masculine or super feminine. Yeah. yeah. So like that's still they're still stu- stuck in that binary. Absolutely. So we talked about like what queer means in this scenario. What right. does it mean to be like an icon here? Um that is an excellent question. My um <laughs> One thing that I found was actually this entire art project called Queer Icons. Oh. And it was by this man called Gabriel Garcia Roman. And uh, he says, so basically it's these paintings and it's taking the idea of an icon from like art from the Renaissance and kind of like portraits of people. Okay. And it's taking people who identify as a queer identity and putting them in these pictures, mm-hmm. like these well-known, understood Renaissance kind of looking pictures. And they're dressed in like the appropriate clothing of the Renaissance, and they're painted with the same kind of like ordinance? That's not the word. Whatever. I think it's right. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're painted nicely. Um, <laughs> with detail. And um, he says in his like intent for this project is that the subjects in the series are drawn from many facets of the gender and queer spectrum and these images give visibility to a population that's generally underrepresented in the art world finding inspiration in portraiture styles of renaissance flemish and christian orthodox paintings the series aims to elevate these multi-dimensional powerful and proud contemporary figures so i thought that like it's not quite appropriate like just the Mm co-opting like the co-opting of such a (laughs) well-known style of art and putting today's like people who should be worthy of having these portraits done i thought that was a really interesting take on an icon yeah yeah definitely so who was in this like people we know or people it was i think it was just like people like just people who wanted to be in it people who um he knew some of his friends people he ran into i think it was largely a volunteer based cool um there were no like famous people to my 
knowledge. Like, when I was looking at it, I didn't really see any celebrities. It okay. was just mm-hmm. people. Because um, people like us, so you know. Cool. <laughs> so they... That was also interesting in that, like, they're taking the word icon, but they're not taking it in the kind of celebrated celebrity sense of the icon. They're taking it in, like, a religious icon, but kind of subverting it and putting a traditionally excluded group in the religious world into the same context. Oh, I like that. And I thought that was really interesting. And, like, he has this whole webpage, um, which people should check. What's the what's the web address? <laughs> it's <laughs> com, And then there's the queer icons. It's a separate page. Cool. Like a separate link on there to his whole project. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, hey man. <laughs> if you hear this. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsored that. No. <laughs> you can pay us next. <laughs> you could. That would be cool. And he very, like, he has in his whole artist. <clears throat> bio he's basically like he sees art as his way of like social transformation okay and so he's very much like centered in his art as a way of changing the world um but also is expressing himself so the way he's defining like queer and Mm -hmm. mostly queer is how the first definition would right so it's like people who push boundaries people who advocate for queer rights and stuff. Yeah, so okay. he said many facets of the gender and queer spectrum, so I would think that would just mean anyone who's not cis anything. Okay. Or anyone who's not identifying the way that they may be perceived initially, or just I mean, it's all, you know, it's all the spectrum so I think it's um, I'm sure, I don't think I'm not 100% sure on this I don't know if there were any like identified heterosexual people in this i would think no you would think no i would think no but i don't know like i'm not i don't want to say definitively that's what happened but i would think if he's trying to make like the comment about the facets of the gender and queer spectrum i would think they're like they're traditional heterosexual people are traditionally welcomed into both the religious and mainstream culture so it's very true it's like like hard not cis straight people yeah yeah true that is different yeah it's a totally different kind of straight yeah (laughs) no it is and I actually looked this up the other day because I was trying someone asked me I think it was my parents actually like what cis means okay because like they understand what trans means but they didn't understand what cis meant as like an opposite to that okay and it I from what I remember it just means like the norm Essentially, isn't it Latin? Like, are they like yeah, Latin? it's from and then trans is like across, and yeah. cis is like on the same side. Yeah, so it's essentially like you're not deviating from any like quote yeah. unquote norm. Like you're just, I don't know. Like there, there was a much clearer way to say this, but basically, because <laughs> um, we were looking at the idea of trans and like how that comes into play and how cis comes into play, um, because it is like they are set up as opposites. Yes, definitely. But yeah. there is a large, I think there's a larger understanding of what it means to be, like, a trans identity, as yeah. opposed to having a cis identity. I, like, Just when I was talking to my more. mom, yeah. like, one of her friend's um, child is transitioning, and she, my mom was just like, oh, and I was trying to explain to her, and I said cisgendered, and she, like, she was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, I kind of forgot, because, like, we mm-hmm. all take these classes together, I'm so right. used to being around people who understand it. Right, yeah. And, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. The gender binary is really hard. Yeah. For like yeah. parents' generation to really understand. Yeah. Like non binary identities just do not jive with what they learned. Right. Yeah. Like, they yeah. just don't get it. And even if they're accepting it, but they, it's, like, a whole switch in their mind of what, how to change and speak yeah. differently. Yeah. And that's just so... But for us, it's, like, well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, like... We're in it. We're, like, thinking... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're making that kind of more normalized yeah. as a generation. Cool. Yeah. Great job, us. <laughs> we're amazing. <laughs> we did it. We're fighting homonormativity. <laughs> well, we're trying. <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> we're doing what we can. Cool. Well, this has been a good conversation. Yeah. Great job, guys. Good job. We did so well. Fight the patriarchy. Hey, everyone. So today we're going to talk about homonormativity uh, in reference to queer music. So I just want to ask, like, what queer musicians do you know of or can you think of? Lady Gaga. Yeah, like the like Elton John. Liberace. <laughs> yeah. Love Liberace. Uh, yeah. David Bowie. Harry Styles. Yeah. Yeah. Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a fair so, few. Mostly white people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Shocking. White. Jet. Sis. Yep. Freddie Mercury. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, that's, like, the first question I asked myself whenever, like, we were talking about this. And so, like, I just looked it up. Like, queer musicians. And then... Um, on a lot of lists and like articles like David Bowie, Elton John, Lady Gaga came up and Melissa Etheridge right. and um, I think she's a country mm-hmm. I had never heard she's of country. her before. But she's I guess she's cool. But like um and then um and then other people like that were not on any of the lists are like Frank Ocean, Harry Styles, Sam Smith and Miley Cyrus and I'm sure there's many more. There was Katie Lang who she it was like a I don't remember when but she released this whole album about like she did, she didn't come out in the album and then she gave up she gave like a follow up interview oh. in oh. An, in a magazine and was like yes by the way I'm a lesbian <laughs> cool and so but like basically because people were speculating about the meaning of her album oh, okay. so she was like I did, I felt forced to tell my story she was like I felt forced to come out oh, oh. I don't know I don't know if that makes me. I don't. <laughs> I wish she didn't feel forced, so she just felt like yeah. Yeah, like she, I think she said in yeah. subsequent interviews, like she would have chosen another time. Oh. Okay. If there hadn't been so much speculation about what her album was about. I wonder how many more people there are that aren't just like publicly out, or like that I'm just not aware of. Mm. Like a lot of people aren't aware of, um, or if they don't feel comfortable coming out, or just or feel forced. Like, yeah. Hopefully we can have the environment and culture where people can just be yeah. comfortable feeling being whoever they are, which is like which is what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Like, so it becomes normal. Wasn't that a thing with Sam Smith too? Like, didn't he not publicly acknowledge that he was gay for a while? Am I making I this up? I think <laughs> like it was like after his second album or something. I don't know. I just I remember people being like, "Is he?" And then eventually he confirmed it, but I don't think it. I don't know if he technically felt forced. I don't know. Because he probably didn't say it in an interview. Straight up, I felt forced. I'm Maybe sure he did. Miley Cyrus, like, because I know, like, in the past couple of years, she's been very much more out and open about it. Right. But I wonder, like, with Disney, she felt very forced to, yeah. like, hide it. But she was, like, a, 
like a queer activist before she came out as queer. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Um, yeah, and then uh, something I also was looked up and like came across was like queer anthems. Oh. Which like yeah, and um, which like a lot of these. I mean, I can list them off, but like a lot of these were sang by publicly straight people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like I will survive by Gloria Gaynor. Like these are songs that came up on like my searches through articles and such, and like um, Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Uh, I'm coming out and Ain't No Mountain High Enough by both by <laughs> Diana Ross, uh, Dancing Queen by ABBA, and Born This Way by Lady Gaga. So Most of them publicly straight. Yeah. Mm. Do we coin that? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> we created we a new so term, much. guys. <laughs> well, it feels mean to say, like, they're definitively straight. Yeah. Like, that yeah. seems counterproductive to the entire point of this podcast. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> to be like, yeah, you're straight. Um that's yeah that's all of them are about struggling mm-hmm. which isn't a laugh like that's I shouldn't true. be laughing that's like just sad that's that actually really true. all of them are like <laughs> but it's gonna be okay like yeah. even though the whole world's against us yeah we're gonna be okay it's all about like yeah. fighting for your yeah I will survive there ain't yeah. no mountain high enough like yeah but like definitely. that's not great <laughs> yeah it's a message to, like they're all bops but like mm. Oh, They're all sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like empowering, but like, we should just be able to listen to a bop, you know? Yeah. People should be able to sing, like, with just the absolute repetitiveness and frequency of straight stories that are told in music. <laughs> there should be that. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. should get tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> there should be so much. I want there to be so much queer representation that I'm sick of it. That I'm yeah. like, stop. <laughs> like, that's enough. <laughs> Where are the straight people? <laughs> what happened? All the straight people, like, songs are just, like, all sad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're like, remember? Remember when we were good? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, like, being funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's true, though. Like, how many more songs do I have to hear? Yeah. yeah. About men and women. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, like, people their entire careers are because, like, are about, like, the relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, queer yeah. people can't do that. Mm-mm. No. It was a big thing when Sam Smith started talking about kissing guys or something. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it goes back to something we said before, and then it's like, okay, like, stop being so dramatic, or, like... Yeah. Like, or it's like, oh, it's uncomfortable. It's like, no. Mm. Like, I'm saying other people's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and it's just, it sucks. But, um, one thing I did come across in more research and articles is like some um, teenagers and other uh, queer and uh, queer people feel like ha- like like these anthems and these queer musicians because it provides like a safe space for them to come out makes them feel more um, included and accepted mm-hmm. and um, which goes back to like when we're talking about like queer movies it's like some movies like help like people realize I don't know like it just make them feel more accepted or like make them or even like with the parents right um like watching those movies and seeing how it affects queer people helps them understand yeah so just getting some more queer stories out there that aren't just depressing yeah I definitely saw an article that said like David Bowie helped me come out as gay and so I thought that was really cool I thought it was interesting that's really interesting that like 
I guess we, I don't know, like, I feel like we talk about how culture is shaped by things like films and TV and mm-hmm. music, but then it's also interesting how, like, we both, like, how we enter into it. Yeah. In a way, like, they, it also carves spaces and starts conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. It starts conversations, definitely. Because it's like, oh, do you hear that song? And they're like, do yeah. you know the meaning behind it? It is. And then, like, people be like, what? And, like, they'll ask questions and people teach. And then mm-hmm. it starts conversations, makes people learn, makes people more aware. Yeah. And it can give people support. Like, if they feel yeah. like other people are telling similar stories. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or are, like, understand where they're coming from that's definitely true and music is such an accessible way to right get those stories music is so like i don't know it just really like really connects people too yeah definitely. yeah it really helps people some people are just like you know their whole lives is music so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool but um yeah and then did you find anything about like the historical impact of queerness in music i actually did um <laughs> i so I found that um, in New Orleans in like 1890, um, there were a lot of gay musicians that, like I don't know, like through jazz that were born or like I don't know. It's just like it's uh, a lot of like queer music came from that time because uh, New Orleans was going through a lot of changes with their like legal and like the like um, their government. And so, like, a couple of people from um, that time were, like, Tony Jackson, Bessie Smith, um, Lucia Bogan, and La Rainey. Oh. Mm. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, yeah, and, um, so jazz music, like, had a heavy influence by queer people. And, like, mm. I wonder if those people were openly and, like, publicly queer in that right. time period because if it's still not 100% accepted today I can't imagine what it was like back then because mm-hmm. there's so many more so much more like discrimination back then I feel like yeah and so I don't know I just wonder how that was back then and especially for them yeah if it was underground or anything I don't know what do you guys think about like the history of queer music if you know I didn't know that I didn't know that either and I find that really interesting, especially because jazz today seems like a very not, I don't want to say not groundbreaking, because it can be, but like it seems like a kind <laughs> Definitely of... Definitely not in the same way. Though. Yeah, it's like a streamlined kind of thing in a way. I don't know. White people yeah. just ruined it, essentially, That's is what true. I'm trying to say. Yeah, so. <laughs> White people just ruined everything, and like especially jazz. more recently. I feel like... like La La Land is one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very white. Yeah, very, very, very white. Very, very straight. <laughs> and, like, they, I feel like they brought, like, I don't know, more awareness about jazz. That's so funny, like yeah. Jazz in general. Yeah, it's still yeah. Very white. But still so incredibly white, yeah. white, yes. Yeah. Even like, though, like, historically, white, people who sing <laughs> jazz were not white. Yeah, like, the best of the best were not white. Yeah. The original. Like, historically, jazz is like was built by people like minorities, like that were mm-hmm. right. like, either queer or not white or yeah. anything else. And now, mostly straight white people. Yep. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I've taken it. <laughs> like, they yeah. take everything. They made it boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, even jazz is boring now. It's depressing. 
Oh, so sad. I want so much queer music, but jazz is cool again. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Like, I want, I want there to be so like much, jazz like, just comes around. New cool stuff that, like... I just want more queer music in general. Yeah. yeah. I want less white music. Yeah. <laughs> that's always the, <laughs> that's the that's goal. That's always the yeah. <laughs> um, A conversation I was having with my coworker last night was about how um, the rap and hip-hop culture is very homophobic, and... We're talking about that, and then also how it's very misogynist at the same time. But mm-hmm. and he was saying that it kind of feels like sometimes people like get really mad about the homophobic thing, but no one really says anything about the misogynist part too. Yeah. And so like, but both is just like, and then I was talking about how for guys they're really, really, they might be, they could be really homophobic, but then they'll be like, oh yeah, like two girls making out that's hot but like the second they start dating like yeah they're just like totally against it and it's just really messed up and then I was just thinking I feel like it's really common in a lot of genres of music and um I don't know it's like that sexualization of yeah. queer ladies yeah mm-hmm. and Katy Perry yeah yeah and uh Demi Lovato yeah <laughs> yeah I saw an uh, it might have been like an old clip, but it was I was in a, as a response to fan art, mm-hmm. and it was of these two male characters of I think it was the X Men franchise, who are like always drawn in very like kind of sexually compromising ways because yeah. everyone's just obsessed with their relationship because they're not in the X Men they're not in a like romantic relationship, but the whole internet has taken that. Oh. Well, the whole internet, the part of the internet, has taken it and turned them into a romantic relationship. And then one of the people who plays those characters was like, okay, so I know that I hear guys talk about how, like, exactly what you said, like, how hot it would be if two girls kissed. Yeah. And he was like, but do, like, do, you feel, do women feel that way about men? Like, he actually asked the question. And I feel like that, even if you do, it's a very different way. Like, I feel like yeah. it's a very less, like, hypersexualized kind of understanding. And it's also a lot less, like, for my pleasure? Or, like, yeah, for my curiosity? Like, like, I, don't I don't know. It's like they're putting on, like, the guys think that, like, women are putting on a show. Yeah. Like, they're watching like them, like, they're a show. For them. Yeah. Which is, like, not true. Right. <laughs> and then for women, if we think, like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really looked at two guys and just been like you know what I really want to watch you guys make out yeah. Yeah. but maybe I just haven't seen the right guys who knows yeah That's true, true. I'm not saying it's not possible but I, th- I think it would be just, there's like a different there's just a lack of respect <laughs> just full stop for queer women or just women or just queer people or everybody I would say women but like intersectionally and like double binding for queer women oh the double bind Word. Thank you. Yeah. It's my best word for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's a thing. Hi. Cool. Yeah. Well, I feel like that was depressing that was again, yeah. but like a good conversation. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. We solved it. <laughs> we need more. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Essentially just yeah. like start telling more stories. Oh. Yeah. In all forms. Yeah. In all platforms. And also fight the patriarchy. Thanks. <laughs> Today we're talking about homonormativity in films, um, specifically why gay films are so sad. Yeah. Um, so to start off, I found an article about like 
why LGBT movies always have a sad ending. Um, and the biggest thing that they say is just, like, it's because of stereotypes. Like, mm. and it's because of, like, making queer relationships look bad. So, like, I don't know how. So it's stereotypes of, like, of, like LGBT? Yeah. Like, okay. Because, like, a lot of stereotypes are about, like, gay men being promiscuous and, like, right. lesbians yeah. being sad and, like, bi people Super being... Rich. Indecisive. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so true. Couldn't even think of the word. <laughs> can't even like decide a word. Um, so, what do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about like the sad in films? Well, it's like it's like saying that queer people can't have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't have a happy life. Yeah, I feel like it would be one thing if like that was a societal message. Yeah, like they were trying to say like this is the life that you've created for the queer community yeah. is that they actually can't yeah. have a happy ending. But it seems more like it's just, of course, this is how their life ends. Yeah. Depressingly. Yeah. And, like, we watch straight people movies and, like... It's, it's always all, happy. All you want is a happy ending. Yeah. Like, something terrible can happen and they're like, oh, never mind, everything's great. Yeah. Perfect. And people get so mad if, like, they don't have a happy yeah. ending. Yeah. But not the same thing. Like, no one right. cares. Like, in every single lesbian movie I've ever seen, one of them dies. Or both <laughs> of them die. Or, like... They try to kill each other. Or, yeah. And I haven't yeah. seen very many because they're all so sad. And there's, like, the whole... Yeah. There was the one... Oh, something with a heart. And it was, like, about gay men, but it was about the AIDS epidemic. Oh. So it's really, like, those are the stories That's, that are yeah. told. Yeah. That's a big theme in queer movies, too. It's just, like, like somebody gets AIDS and then they all die. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they all take place in, like, like 80s or 90s, too. Like, I guess 80s, that's when it's, like, interesting to be queer. Yeah. When yeah, it's, like... Sure. They're visible, but they're also, like, oppressed. Yeah. Unlike now. Yeah. (laughs) So much has changed. Right. Speaking of today. Oh, yes. Two queer films have recently come out. Call Me By Your Name and Love, Simon. They're both about young, white, gay men. Cisgender gay men. Um, Call Me By Your Name is set in the 80s. And I think Love, Simon is about, like, 2018-ish times. Mm -hmm. Um... But the problem with calling by your name is that the main character, Timothy Charmelay, plays, <laughs> um, is like seventeen, yeah. and the guy he's with or like trying to seduce is like at least in his twenties, maybe his thirties. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are just like, it's a fine love story, like it's pure, it's whatever. Um, but it really like reinforces grooming culture in. Yeah like gay relationships um which is like the concept of like an older man teaching a younger gay man to be gay i guess does that um, happen the other way around how what do you mean like doesn't the younger guy pursue and try to be with the older one i've not seen the film i've only seen like clips i think that's how this one is but like i think the older guy is like like no we can't do this right but then like they end up together like (laughs) And didn't you say that, like, the parents in it are very supportive? Yeah, that's, like, what I've heard is that the what people are praising about it is that the parents of the 17-year-old are actually really supportive of his relationship. Of the whole relationship? Not even just of him being gay? I haven't seen this movie because I'm annoyed about yeah. it. Yeah. But. Well, it's, like, so the guy that he falls for is his dad's, like, graduate teaching assistant. Yeah. And it, like, happens in Italy. That's the other thing. Like, of course, it happens in, like, a foreign Of land. course. Because, like, the age of consent is different. Yeah, and, like, yeah. everything's so beautiful, and, like, he can drink wine, yeah. and, like, yeah. be an adult. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's like they're yeah. trying to portray him as an adult, but he's still a high school student. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, just like a summer break. Yeah. I just I yeah. want to read this description of the movie oh, yes, that yes. just like comes up when you Google it. It's in the summer of 1983, a precocious 17 year old Elio Perlman is spending the days with his family at their 17th century villa sure. in Italy. First of all, right? Come on, <laughs> like bougie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he soon meets Oliver, a handsome doctoral student, doctoral whatever, who's working as an intern for his father. Amid the sun-drenched splendor of their surroundings, they discover the heady beauty of awakening desire over the course of a summer that will alter their lives forever. That's such a dramatic wording. It's so dramatic. Sun-drenched. And like... (laughs) (laughs) Do they not talk about it being icky at all? I don't know. Because what's Oliver, the older guy, in the trailer... <laughs> um, seems to be not like pursuing it as much as right. Yeah, I think it's very much the younger one pursues him. Yeah, and then he just like gives in, which yeah. is gross. <laughs> it's a yeah. little strange. <clears throat> yeah, it is a little odd. I do love that. Like, <laughs> there's always and there's always this thing with like queer films. Where it starts with, like, we're just like you, and then there's, like, this really dramatic but. Yeah, that's how Love si- the yeah. Love Simon trailer Yeah, it's exactly, it's like, I'm exactly like you, but I'm yeah. gay. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a horrible like secret. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which means we have nothing in common <laughs> as humans. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Can we not? Yeah. Like, please. <laughs> I'm so, like, because these films are literally just defined by this identity. Yeah. And like the, if, the if they're doing films. a better job of celebrating the identity, I feel like that would be one thing. But it's very much like a yeah, cliche kind of yeah. Have you seen uh, the series on Netflix? Everything sucks. I started watching. I saw it. the trailer. I saw. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how far I got into it, but I know like these two girls kiss, and then everyone get really mad because the one actress is fourteen and the other one's like. Something. That's disgusting. Yeah. Right. And like, but they're just like, see, like, if it was like, like people were just saying like all this different stuff no, with that. It's just gross. Yeah. Because like in the show, one girl's like sixteen or seventeen, supposed to be, and the other girl's like a freshman or sophomore in high school. Mm. Okay, so like in the show, they're the same age. Yeah. But, but in like real life, still gross. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because like queerness is seen as such like an adult thing yeah like if like a kid comes out they're like oh you're you can't know that yet you're not an adult or it's like a phase yeah Yeah. there's always the like i experimented in college yeah (laughs) like that's the classic line of like (laughs) people in films and tv shows who aren't who say they're not actually queer yeah right they're like that's very true like why are you still talking about it then yeah i've had yeah i feel like people say it all the time to it definitely like bye definitely oh it's just a phase you're just curious Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah It's depressing. It is depressing. <laughs> um, on a lighter note, Ooh. Love, Simon actually seems to be okay. <laughs> um, like, I, again, I haven't seen it just because of, like, the white gay thing that yeah. bugs me. But, so that's that's a flaw. Mm. This guy's 17, too. Um, I'll read the description, then we can talk about it. Yes, please. Everyone deserves a great love story, but for 17-year-old Simon, it's a little more complicated. Mm. He hasn't told his family or friends that he's gay, and he doesn't know the identity of the anonymous classmate that he's fallen for online. Resolving both issues proves hilarious, terrifying, and life-changing. That's another thing. It's, like, life-changing, life-changing is a common yep. theme. 
Well, what's this anonymous thing? Oh, like, oh yeah, okay, so in the trailer. Somebody <laughs> from this his school posted online that he, they were gay, like mm-hmm. a gay man. And then Simon messages back, and he's like, I'm just like you. Cool. Right. Um, right. Yeah, so that happens. I did see in the trailer, know. isn't there this bit where they're like, what if coming out, like you had to come out as straight? I don't know. And then I think so. I saw, in one of the trailers, is like this parody and it's just all these other characters who aren't him, because like everyone else in the film is straight, mm-hmm. supposedly. Um, I don't know, but they they like have this bit where it's just these kids coming out of straight to their parents, and their parents are like, "Oh my god, no! How are we gonna tell our fan?" Like all these really dramatic <laughs> oh reactions, to being like, "Mom, Dad, I'm straight." Oh my god! They're like, "What?" <laughs> Which is like funny in a social commentary way, but also like. That shouldn't be the reaction. I don't... Like, I know they're trying yeah. to parody what people normally yeah. say to someone coming out as queer, but that also shouldn't be the reaction to someone coming out as queer. Yeah. yeah. Like, it shouldn't and be that feel... violent and upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the parents of Simon are mm-hmm. okay about it, based on, again, the trailer <laughs> and, like, things I've seen online. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reception of him being gay is okay. It's just, like, the way they frame it at the beginning is right. so, like... I don't know. Yeah. Like, I have a deep, dark secret. I like men. Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I say that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no editing going on here. <laughs> so, yeah, there's this other, um, there's this show, and so it's called Shit's Creek, but it's spelled S-C-H-I-T-T. No, it's with, um. Oh, the other one. Uh, Eugene Levy. And his son actually created it. I've only just recently seen it on Netflix. It's actually fantastic, and I love it so much with a fiery passion. But <laughs> it's a new obsession. But the son of the family, played by Eugene Levy's son in real life, is a pansexual character. And do they actually, say that word? Yeah, they do. And then they explain what it means, <laughs> like, really well. I thought it was a really good handling of, like... The situation, like I yeah. thought, it was just a very straightforward, honest. Like it wasn't like a, I there was no big reveal. He was literally just like I'm pansexual. I feel like TV shows are doing a lot better job than right. films are. Mm-hmm. Like especially recently, like in the last like six months. Yeah. Um, like Brooklyn Nine Nine is a bi character, and it was oh, just yeah. like I'm bi, like it's fine. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like we're not gonna talk about it anymore. It's mm-hmm. fine. It doesn't have to be like super. Yeah. Dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah. Out there. It's like chill. But she is kind of <laughs> like that stereotype of like a cool biker chick who's like. Right. Bisexual. Oh, yeah. Isn't like the chief of. Yeah, he's gay. Yeah, he's gay. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. Yeah. We should have had is. our whole podcast about this show, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Just like various aspects yeah. of it. It's a great show. Highly recommend it. Definitely. There was no episode out last night on Hulu. Ooh, I oh, I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's a good... I do... Yeah, I think that's true. Maybe it's because, like, TV shows have less censoring? Or, like, there's less, like, money put into them, so they yeah. kind of have more yeah. leeway to kind of do what they want. I was watching huh. uh, the new episode of Silicon Valley, and there's this one <laughs> part where they're sitting in, like, a meeting of, like, all, like, the technological engineer dudes, and um, one guy was like, oh, yeah, like, well, he's he's Christian, and, like, was saying all this, and, like, afterwards, he's like, why would you out me like that? And, like, they're doing, like, a parody on, like, because then, like, people were like, you know, we don't know if we want to, like, work with you anymore, like, (laughs) Christian, we don't, like, we just don't know, like, and he was just like, well, can you just, like, and then the boss was just like, can you just, like, hide it? Like, we just don't, like, and then it was just, like, a parody on, like, how 
um, I think they're, I don't know, I guess, like, how queer people used to be treated, or probably still are. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can't come out. I mean, I think it's definitely still yeah. around. Yeah. I think yeah. that it has definitely gotten better than it was in the 80s with <laughs> Oliver and Oleo. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely at work. Like, because we, there's this article in, like, a in our psychic refreshing class. Oh. That was about, like, queer people in yeah. the workplace, but it was a very, like, corporate workplace. But it was basically, like, if you don't pass, quote-unquote, yeah. as straight, then, like, you won't get certain yeah. privileges and you won't, like, you can't put out pictures of your partner or, like, your yeah. kids or things hmm. like that. Like, it's just a different environment for you. I know, like, religious institutions. Like, I went to a Catholic high school and, like, everyone knew that one of our teachers was lesbian we knew she had a partner but like no one talked about it and mm-hmm. I remember my parents saw her out with her partner and she like my dad said like she seemed like really freaked out but like my oh. was like I'm not gonna do anything like <laughs> of course not like it just sucks and I know someone who has been fired or like yeah from like religious high school because he's gay so oh, it's so messed up stinks. yeah it sucks it's took a turn Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think, like, this, if we don't see it, and if we don't see it happily or successfully yeah. in mainstream pop culture, whatever, yeah. yeah, then, of course, this is how it's going to keep going. Yeah. But and then like, there's also, yeah. also perpetuates, like, they can't have a happy ending. Exactly. they can't have a job. Yeah. They can't be themselves. Exactly. And, yeah. And health disparities, that's another thing. Yeah. And, like, which is seen with, like, the AIDS and everything mm-hmm. in yeah. movies. I had a list of, like, the most popular like LGBT films. Right. Um, that was like the the headline. Um, and a lot of them were just like white gay men. A lot of them were about like activism in the time of sure. AIDS. Yeah. Um and then a lot of them were just like like dramas about <laughs> two queer people who fall in love against the odds and it's like sad yeah. the whole time and I I I'd only heard it like of like a third of them. Mm. And I've only seen, like, two of those, so. <laughs> and they were all really sad. Of course yeah. they were. Yeah. I did actually see an interview with the guy who plays Simon. Oh. In Love, Simon. And I guess his brother came out, like, as a, like during this film and as a result yeah. of filming, like, seeing this kind of character cool. yeah. portrayed. Was, yeah. Which I think is a nice, like, I don't want to say consequence, because, like, it could have happened no matter what, but it was a nice kind of byproduct, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Of this kind of story being told. Yeah. Um. But of course, we need more. Yeah. Yeah. Like one is not. Yeah. I read a story about somebody similarly who like came out to their parents a while ago and then saw this movie with them and they've like always been negative about it. Right. Um. And like not like overtly hateful, but like definitely negative. And then they saw it together and. Like, their mom was just crying, and, like, yeah. I'm so sorry I've treated you like this. Like, you deserve more support. So, like, wow. maybe it is making it more, like, humanizing, but, like, the tragedy in it and, like, the, like, right. life-changing, like... Right. It's not life-changing. It shouldn't need yeah. to, like... Yeah. It shouldn't take watching a character, like, feel like they need to commit suicide. Yeah. Yes. To wake you up yeah. to the fact that... Right. You should just accept someone you love. Or yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like that's not... Okay. But yeah. That's where it needs to go. Yeah. I don't know. Messed up. This was depressing. We were right. This was yeah. a depressing yeah. podcast. Like, I like, bummed out. This is like a hard 15 minutes to talk about. <laughs> what else happened? 
hopefully, I mean, I don't want to say it gets better because that feels like, I mean, it hasn't, but yeah, <laughs> I want it to. It does for individuals, I think. That's true. It does for me. I feel like there's more support, in, I mean, especially in our generation, but there's oh, more yeah. of like support organizations and like support yeah. understanding. Yeah. Whether or not we're seeing it reflected in pop culture. Yeah. Like yeah. on an actual individual level. Yeah. So I think the end note is that gay movies are sad. Yep. But they don't reflect what's happening today. Right. Necessarily. And that's good. And we should expect more. And we should expect more. From all of our characters, but especially our queer characters. Yeah. Yeah. I need a movie of just like a cool queer lady just living her freaking life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to write it and star in it. Is it going to be yeah. on my <laughs> It's going to be an autobiography. <laughs> That's where this it. podcast is going. It's going to, it's turning into. This podcast into is inspired in autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Great job, guys. Woohoo. Boo.